Ohio State, Penn State, just what everybody wanted to hear on a fine Wednesday morning. OH. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined, as always, by Tyler and Lou. Big, big episode today. Ohio State and Penn State are just a few days away from playing, so of course we will get into that. And we've waited all season to talk about it, so shout out to those of you who uh, have not had to listen to the Ohio State-Penn State chat. We've kept it pretty light compared to what we normally do, but you might hear a little bit more this week, so uh, apologies in advance. The Niners and Eagles both lost this weekend. I'm sure Lou and Ty want to tell you all about one of those games. Pete Davidson is buying sealed VHS. We'll get into that. A couple big pulls this week. Tops Chrome Lids Packs, a Leaf, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift dual cut auto. We'll get into that and so much more. But first, the usual, what's on your mind? We're going to start with Lou today. Lou, what is on your mind? Okay. So let me just preface everything I'm about to say with Tyler and I are operating from the same room today. Um, we're having significant audio issues, significant video delay issues. We're going to power through. So if you hear any delays on the show today, just know that that's Bobby's fault and not mine. So that's number one. Respect. <laughs> Bobby's also on the other side of this laptop. I thought it was more Jay's fault than Bobby's fault, but that's just. It seems as time goes on, it's more and more Bobby and not Jay. Um Okay, so first things first, obviously, New York Jets, great win. I would love to talk about that for five minutes with Tyler and Ryan. I don't know if Ryan even watched the game. It feels like he probably didn't, if I had to guess. But I thoroughly enjoyed myself. The New York Jets are 3-3, and um, heading into the bye week. Big game coming up against the Giants in two weeks. Going to beat the beep out of them. Um, And then we're on to the rest of the season. The next thing I would say is uh, ALCS game two starts in about 25 minutes. That's right. I'll be recording card talk while ALCS is happening. So the team, the team, the team. Um, and then I can't wait to talk about these these patches that Tops did. I think these Tops pat the first produced run Tops thing is just one of the most outrageous things I've seen in recent cards history. So I'm excited to talk about that a little bit. And um, that's it. For Real me. quick, are you talking about the mass produced or the for the debut patches? Mass produced. The first the first debut patches I think are cool because that's a real thing that the, the player wore. Assuming that the the player patch that we're gonna wear that they're gonna give away in Top's Chrome update is gonna be the actual game worn one. Yeah, the official that's one. Yeah, that's significantly yeah. better. The first mass produced jersey is not anything of any interest to me personally. Ty, what about you? That's on my mind. I'm now realizing I'm wearing the freaking Ohio flag on my damn chest while I'm recording this freaking episode ahead of Ohio State Penn State. I'm going with this. <laughs> there's there's the blue. Yeah, and Michigan blue. <laughs> this is not Michigan blue. Right? <laughs> Got a lot of things on my mind. Yeah, let's talk about them. What's on your mind? MetLife was kind of electric last night. Now, I know there was a lot of Eagles fans there, and I hope that ride home was incredibly enjoyable. I have no clue what Jalen Hurts was thinking at all. Throughout I the mean, game. talk about a team that they played, like, full of them. Like, they won the Super Bowl last year, which they didn't, mind you. And That's correct. Like, they treated us like we were, like, like the most disrespect. Mm-hmm. Why not run that ball? 
No respect. Hurts look. Hurts' best attribute is that he has strong balance in his legs, but that he's a, was. He's a power lift. I'm not sure if you heard. That was terrible. I mean, they should have smoked us. No, Joe, we can't. We can't blur that out. That's... They let us in. They let us. They let us in, and then they threw a third pick, and Tony Adams fought through some contact to get to the six yard line so that we could finally score a touchdown. And we stopped them again, even though Hertz had a chance for a little two minute drive. Still did nothing. Um, that felt really good. Uh, I will be going to the Ranger game tonight, home opener. I like to go to the home openers for the Rangers and the Knicks. Always just electric energy. So we got Ranger home opener tonight. And then we got Knicks home opener, typically against the Celtics. This is against Celtics. the Celtics again next Wednesday night. So New York sports is back. But I'll say I've, for about two and a half weeks, I've had incredible nervous energy about the Ohio State and Penn State game this weekend. And because a lot of people are giving me the whole Penn State looks good. If you've been gambling, yes, they've covered 12 straight against the spread. They've won 11 straight football games. Yes, they're beating up on bad teams. Yes, Ohio State maybe hasn't looked that good. We are going on the road against a top five team. No matter what, that is a very tough test. Are you? And Ohio State has had our number for probably the last 12 or 15 years outside of one or two games <laughs> that we won when we were big underdogs. And so I'm not feeling good about it in any way, at, any, at all, in any capacity. But I will say, I will say, we definitely have built a team for this weekend alone. And we have played every other game to get ready for this weekend. We are strong in the trenches, incredibly strong in the trenches on both the offensive line and the defensive line, areas where we've struggled in the past. We can pick up third downs, and we aren't only relying on big plays to win games, but we do need more big plays. Drew Aller does not turn the ball over and put you in short field bad positions. I, he does not do that, everybody. If that does. happens this weekend, it doesn't happen. I was just about to say you can expect it to happen this weekend, but he has not done that. And... Uh, it's a noon game, which I actually kind of like. It's better for you. It's better for us. I agree. It's so much better it's for you. It's much better for us. Still a little sleepy. Won't people get activated mm -hmm. until about 1231? If you think Ryan's excited at 1155, no I chance. I know how that goes. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, this is where there's a little shill comes into play. Oh, wait. This is the Tyler Schmidt uh, shill. Here we go. Yes. So at Vayner... We, I'm working on a client uh, that is Cardamundi that is actually a really fun project. They are putting on an event in New York City on November 4th called Cartopia. Cardamundi, and they are a Belgian business. They are the producers. They have business here in the U.S. They make trading cards. Mm -hmm. Sorry, not trading cards. They make playing cards. They do make some trading cards. Like, they're the producer and printer. They're the people who make, like, the deck of cards that everyone uses, right? Yep. Yeah. They make uh, B. They make Bicycle. Yeah, Bicycle. Bicycle is the big one. Aviator is another one. They do, car, they do tabletop games like Monopoly and others. So November 4th here in, the U in New York City, there's an event called Cartopia at Moonlight Studios. It's going to be like a gathering of people that collect those types of cards and board games. Because if you look and go on eBay, there's great collectible actual deck of cards. 
and people may not think of it, but it was funny. I'll get to it. And then also uh, they're building out like Roblox 3D stuff. But then if you if you're on TikTok, magicians, card throwers, those types of people, it'll be that whole crowd. But I went home this weekend and my mom collects everything has like 45 decks of cards okay. from all over the like years years Ooh. yeah like old school like from you when you used to fly that's what aviator was was in the airports and on the flights and you could ask and they'd give you a deck of cards for free because people didn't have iphones so they needed to do things so you'd play cards i never thought to play cards on a plane it's probably really fun because now everyone just has a phone yeah but back in the day car trips those types of things um so you ever played Kemp's when you were a kid? No. Great game. Shout out Kemp's. Anyone in the comments who ever played Kemp's? Kemp's? Comment below. Kemp's. K I knew it as K-E-M-P-S. Hopefully that's not like a It's a card game? But yeah. Nice. It's like a game where you like have to lie to each other. It's fun. And then tarot cards. You know tarot cards? You're yeah. Like, you randomly. I feel like Bobby would do tarot like on the weekend if in you New York were, City yeah. like with his buddy if I told him. But then <laughs> my mom even has tarot cards because okay. it's Halloween. So she brought out some decks of uh, tarot cards. So I want to make people aware Cardtopia is actually going to be a pretty dope event. I should be there. Actually, I won't be there because it's on the day of Jay's wedding on November 4th. But we will have a large Vayner contingency there and a lot of cool creators. All right, let's shut down the mix. So you need to get in the screen because you're 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 going off screen too much. That's on um, me. Those are all the things that are on my mind. And I'm happy I addressed the fact that I was wearing Ohio on my chest um, because I didn't realize it. Right, that sound like let's he kind of masked it with the Cardamundi part, but <laughs> he was maybe it sounded like he was already making a loss. Not excuse, that's probably not the right word. Maybe like setting the table for a for a loss. I mean, I don't know if that was it. I I, I think you, Jay, Ta or you know, Bobby, Courtney, I think everybody would probably say this Bobby maybe doesn't have as much context of it, but this is by far the most excited but most nervous we've ever seen Tyler on card. 100% because he knows. He knows. Like, he – Tyler's optimism for this, like, the Yankees stink. Like, the Jets are like, okay. Like, they got a squad this year. Like, Ty's been talking to us about this – the best running backs in America. Like, Drew Aller's a Heisman. Yeah. That was his Heisman pick. Like, Ty's been talking this up for a long, long, long time. And one team stands in that way all the time. Yeah. And, and he knows what this game means. And it will crush the fourth quarter for Tyler if they lose this game. It'll crush. A lot, a lot of people are saying that this game is a must win for Penn State, but not necessarily a must win for Ohio State. Because if Penn State doesn't win this game, they're definitely not going to make the playoff. But Ohio State loses this game and still beats Michigan, they're in the playoff. So a lot of people are saying it's, you know, win or go home for Penn State, which is actually good for them. Tyler? I think there's just no fun in this for me at all. You got to embrace it. Embrace Ty, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on James Franklin being two and eleven on the road versus top twenty five teams, zero and nine on the road versus top ten teams, one and eight versus Ohio State, and one eleven versus top five teams? Yeah, I'm aware of it. My response is that um, about I think three years ago, I think the state of Pennsylvania passed uh, something that allows us to pay our assistant coaches a lot more money because in college football. 
head coaches are meant to recruit and run the operation and organization. And then when you build great championship programs, a la the Alabamas or the Ohio States of the world, you're allowed to pay your offensive and defense coordinators an immense amount of money, <laughs> which is where we have been terrible at actually coach football games, a la when we had the twin leader. We lose our Wi-Fi, and we blew it when we had Saquon and Trace McSorley. And every other year, when we choke, when we choke when it matters, and so I actually somewhat feel good, but it's just like so. Jane Franklin's off the hook for this game, no matter what happens. No. Well, it sounds like it is because it sounds like the coordinator. This is what I'm saying. There's nothing we can do. Ty is on edge. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, you're not supposed to go and win this game. No, no, you are. (laughs) You are. You have put your livelihood on this game. Your tone has changed significantly in the last two weeks. (laughs) You noticed that, right, Ryan? Oh, yeah, he is on edge. I've never – It was like this great, amazing team. They're in the top seven, but, like, is that just because of they're in the Big Ten? Like, I don't know. No. Seems like they're going to lose this game and then fall out of the top 25 pretty quickly. I mean, I, I saw a screenshot this morning, and this is definitely what the game's going to come down to. Drew Aller has the least amount of 20-yard pass attempts in the Big Ten at 12. Of those 12, he's attempted five of them at UMass and only completed one. He has the highest percentage of his throws at 10 yards or less in the Big Ten at 48%. So that's what uh-huh. it is. T- Kyle time- has a response. We're trying to control the game. We want, we want to be a team. That has the ball more than the other. Specific, we have built this program for two football games. And after this year, it becomes irrelevant. That's why this matters. Because even if we lose, next year is not as fun. I want to get into the playoff with four teams. I want to do it in traditional Big Ten manner. My entire – you mean traditional? Fan- the playoffs only existed for like five years. No, it's but been it's- over for nine. Whatever. That's a good point by Ryan. <laughs> I was going to make something up. He hit you with the <laughs> This is how we beat Ohio State. You have to have the ball probably double the amount of time that they have the ball. How do you do that? A lot of first downs, short yardage. We're not going to outscore. Whenever we do that, they throw it to some receiver that just stepped on campus and it was all of a sudden a five-star and makes a career in but front no, of our face. But no, they're missing a Buka. So this is why I'm trying to figure out. We aren't trying to be a home run hitter, and I think it's because we're preparing for control the ball, control the tempo, get a lot of first downs and try and break down their defense, yeah. not through big chunk plays. But the data would also show the way you beat a team like Ohio State is by having more big chunk plays. Punching them in the mouth. So I'm not sure where I stand on it. And I'm yeah, I mean, very Yeah, I mean, Ty, I'm most nervous for what Ty said earlier. And the strengths of Penn State are normally the strengths of Ohio State, and they're anything but that this year. Ohio State's D, uh, offensive line is not very good. Uh, it is definitely the biggest weakness on our entire team. Um, it's not good. You have a young quarterback. Uh, I mean, we both do, but a young quarterback, um, you know, if you force Ohio State to abandon the run and you can get after Kyle McCord, that's not an ideal situation for for us, for sure. <clears throat> Same thing on, you know, the other side of the ball is Ohio State doesn't get a lot of like sacks on QBs. We can get after him, but we don't touch the quarterback a lot. I mean, look at Sam Hartman when he has all day, you can, you can, you can, you know, you can do what you want. Penn State has a top five pick in the left tackle. They've got an amazing front seven. That is a top five defense. But Ohio State's defense is very good, too. They're the number three scoring defense in the country. You know, they, they don't give up a lot of big, big plays. I mean, 
That was what Ohio State got burnt on last year. They don't do that this year. They're a bend-don't-break defense. It is going to come down to, just like depends the Notre Dame game, Ohio State has so much talent on, on the offensive side of the ball. You can't guard everybody. You know, you're talking about multiple five-star number one overall receivers. Like, nobody in the country has that. So you can't guard all of them, right? Travion Henderson was the number one running back in America three years ago. There's so much talent there. But if you can't run the ball and you can't block the QB, it, it doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah, it's going to come down to, you know, can Drew Aller score enough points? Ohio State's going to get on the board 14 points, 17 points. Can Penn State match that? Ohio State doesn't allow a lot. Penn State doesn't either. It's it's going to be an interesting game. I will be there. I am. I'm not like I'm, I'm nervous, right? Because losing this, like, again, it matters so much. There's three good 10, really good teams in the big 10 and they're top seven teams in America. This the is how you, teams in the country are in the big 10. This is how you show you, you can play for a national title. This is how you show that you're ready to play Michigan. This is how you show you could get over. This is how you show a lot of things you lose. And it's just, uh, well, you don't win the big games and here's, here comes Michigan and five the coordinators. Games. And these games matter so much for recruiting. They matter so much for like four or five years from now. Like what Michigan has done, chipping away at like getting to a spot of even beating Ohio State and now having a run matters in terms of the classes that come in. Uh, I'm nervous, but I'm confident. How can you do a prediction? Absolutely. You're not going to like it. Though. I need a prediction. Can you just step to the side for one second? <laughs> right, is you and me talking? This is a <laughs> beatdown, right? <laughs> I don't want to jinx. I hate jinxing, so I'm not going to. We're not jinxing it. This is just two friends talking about a game that's happening this weekend. This is like 34 10. I hope you're. There's no shot. Okay, 34 17. (laughs) I just think the two best teams in the country are Michigan and Ohio State, and they're comfortably above everyone else in the Big Ten. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think if Ohio State can protect Kyle McCord. It's easy for Ohio State to score very, very quickly, and it's hard to stop that offense. Like, uh, it, there's just—it's hard. Like, uh, like, to, like, Lou said, like, Ohio State is your top three program, top five program in the country. At Prince State's good. Like, they have guys. I'm not arguing that, but like, if you can't stop Ohio State, I mean, you you blink and it's 14-0 really quick, and then you're playing from behind and you abandon the run. Like at home. In Columbus, 107, 108,000 people. You know what it's like. Like, you know what those games are you like. Know you know what how it's much. Like. Yeah, I mean, you've been there. Like, you have the coolest atmosphere in college football. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's. I'm no, nervous. It's a great, it's a great uh, environment. Thank God you get to pay the coordinators now because now it'll get good. It matters. Yeah, no, it matters. <laughs> I think we're scoring 34 points. Oh, God. There's no way you guys would. If you guys want 34 points, you're, you deserve. Ty, you probably get really good odds on that right now. You should probably bet five bucks on that because that the odds on that have to be yeah, five bucks. We've scored thirty. We're the leading in terms of how many we scored thirty in a row. I think it's I don't know. Well, you guys have played some fifteen tough, or sixteen some tough games. I'm pretty sure Michigan was in that stretch as well. Last fifteen or sixteen games. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They just maybe scored more than us. That might have been what happened in that situation. <laughs> You think you're so, so right, I'm I'm nervous. I'm ready. Let's keep it uh, moving. What's your prediction? My uh true prediction is 34-31 Penn State. 
Just so you know, you're according to Vegas, we're getting four and a half. Yeah, but your team total is twenty and a half. Yeah, I think it. I think it's 28, 20, 21. 28, 21, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a field goal game. I think this is uh, everything's on the line. You're going for it. I'm not seeing much field goals. I'm taking 28, 28, 21. Okay. Well, I put a really large wager on Penn State plus four and a half. So Ohio State minus 13 and a half is plus 255. Free money for the book. <laughs> we can go to the next topic. <laughs> it's great. Man. It's not me. It's normally the Astros. I feel great about this. Yeah, this Can't is. Wait. Yeah, either Tyler's going to be unbearable next week because they won, or he's going to be oh, the God. worst, angriest person on earth if they get piled. Like, if they get beat on Saturday when Ty's at that wedding, I would not want to be at that wedding. It's going to be bad news, Bears. Okay. You're at a wedding this weekend? Yeah, it's Jake's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to give a Jake speech Friday doing? night. He's killing me. I already wrote it into the speech. I'm like, what are you doing with this nonsense? Well, if it's early, you'll be done by the time the game's over. Yeah, the wedding's at 5. Oh, that's massive. The game's at noon. Wow, the vibes yeah, are in I'm into the wedding. danger. Yeah. Dude, Jake's red alert for that wedding. <laughs> Jake's wedding could be rough. It could be that could be the most sloshed, slosh speech of all time. Just a devastating walk down the aisle. Total (laughs) chirping the whole time. (sighs) So that's that. Thank everyone for letting us be on this uh, Penn State. Yeah, Father, any timestamps? All right. Well, that was uh, yeah, that was a quick what's on my mind that turned into uh, you certainly turned into that. Um, now let's move on. Let's move on to a uh, big announcement. Tops finally announced what product uh, the MLB debut patches are going to be in. Looks like we're going to get it in Tops Chrome Update Baseball. A uh, little bit of a difference this year. I honestly don't even remember. I don't think they've had Tops Chrome Jumbo, uh, Jumbo update in the past. That I don't remember I don't think that. So either. Um, but the hobby is also six box case now instead of 12. Um, so a couple different changes there. I thought that was kind of interesting. But we finally have an idea of where those debut patches are going to be. Thoughts? Lou, I know you raised your hand for a question. but Yeah, I saw there was something else too. It, it was like people were upset. There was Maybe it was this. The update was supposed to be 12 boxes. People were very upset because the pre-order price – no, you're talking about you're talking about Tops Update Baseball Hobby. That's that what I'm 20, talking about. Yeah. 24 packs or 20 packs instead of 24. Yeah, so it seemed like that's happening. And it had four, a lot. It had like four, 14 cards instead of 10 or something, but it was right, sold yeah. and made, it listed as something different. Anyway, not that important. Yeah, I mean, my 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 initial thought is, again, with the debut patches, there's a couple things you can do with them, right? I think you can take a product like a Tops Chrome Update, which is probably. I mean, there's no denying it's not the best product of the year that Tops makes. And you can add tremendous value and tremendous chase to a product that might not otherwise have that. It's Tops Chrome. Everybody knows Tops Chrome. That's a popular product. It's update, so it doesn't quite move the needle as much. But you throw in a debut patch, one of one, Anthony Volpe, Corbin Carroll, Ellie De La Cruz. You throw those in and, man, it's it's an exciting time. So that's a bonus. But then you also miss on the other end of that spectrum – putting them in the premier 
product, a tops gilded, a tops dynasty, a tops five star, a tops transcendent, one of the biggest products of the year that already has a ton of chase, and you add something super, super high end like that. So tops, you know, chose the option with, uh, you know, maybe a less desirable, not their top end product. Any initial thoughts on that one? I can't believe they didn't put it in Dynasty, but it's like the thing we've wanted and been talking about wanting for so long is having real chase in these products that are mm-hmm. available to everyone. Like, we don't know this. I don't know this to be true, but I would wager that at least one or two of those debut patches are going to come out of blasters that somebody bought at a Walmart. So like, I think that's exactly that what That would be wanting. crazy. Crazy. I, th- I would think that's what they're going to do. So I have... I think it's a great idea. I'm glad they're doing it this way. I was more hoping and expecting that it would be Dynasty, but now knowing that it's going to be more available to anyone and the accessibility is up, I'm a fan of, so I have no complaint. Sorry, my guy Derek Jeter just popped on the screen over here. Yeah. Um, legend himself, one of my all-time great shortstops. <laughs> yeah, he picked the Rangers from the series. Um, Dead to me. Uh, well, he's, he's in that. Um, That's never happened before. You wouldn't know. Uh, um, oh god what's this situation that you guys were texting about about the mass produced patch Mm, yeah so i walk us through it a little bit again like i'll need fact checked on this i saw it once i read through it and that was kind of it my understanding is tops is tops is making these cards basically like is lou is it Fanatics got the rights to the jerseys. Fanatics makes jerseys. the jerseys, yeah. Correct. They got jerseys, and they're like first one off the press of jerseys they make for the public. They're taking and like making into cards. Yeah, so it's just like so it's, yeah, it's, off- it's for it's for guys who switch teams, right? So like if, their first printed jersey. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to think of a guy who switched teams this year. Jose Abreu went to the went to the Astros this year. The first time they made a Jose Abreu Astros jersey, the first one that came off the line, yep. they are cutting up and putting in. I don't know Abreu's on the checklist, but the idea generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, Abreu's uh, first jersey patch will get cut up and put on cards, and it's there's nothing to it other than it's just the first jersey that they produced. Okay, I like that the debut patches are going in a less desirable product, and it, it, what it makes me think of that we are really starting to see these companies and strategy push pulling in the same direction, if you will. Um, things take time when you acquire a business to fold it or, or kind of get companies starting to talk to each other. And where I was going with this is my mom just texted me this morning. She was at Willowbrook mall doing some great shopping, mall. great elite mall, elite great. mall and sent me a picture. She was walking by lids and saw a big top signage yeah. at lids. And sent a picture because of the tops hats, which are doing the thing on the side of at lids. And it just made me think like sometimes when you're so close to things, maybe a move like that, you don't necessarily see or feel the ramifications, but like mothers or people that are tangentially into cards, like lids is a big brand with a lot of footprint. And a lot of people do still go to malls and what have you. And like that, promotion actually will carry weight and so when we talk about we're going to 10x the hobby or grow those things are happening and where i'm going back to is like it it does show me a a real sign of smarts in that okay here's a maybe a less desirable product 
here's this new innovative thing. Let's put it with maybe that product to, you know, bolster the demand for that rather than double down on some super expensive product that already has a high collective interest, et cetera. Um, so I, I think it's an, an exciting um, little like sign that we're starting to see the efficiencies and the strategy, you know, of these companies come into play that have taken over tops and the hobby at large, if you will. Yeah, I think Jay brings up a really good point, and there's multiple examples of this. But he, you know, he talks about like kabooms and absolute. You get downtowns and Donruss. I think that's a big thing that uh, what it does is it helps bring the bottom up. It helps elevate like bottom for product, right? Like absolute's always been a mid end product, but you throw in a, the number one insert in the hobby into that product that really adds real chase on breaks on personals etc then you bring you add an insert to a donorous set that is a larger set a real collector base where tons of rookies tons of inserts but tons of cards like it is not a five pack box for 300 bucks it is you know the hundreds of cards for a few hundred dollars you know 185 to 225 range like right around the 200 average um so I think it adds value and chase and demand to products that might have sat a little bit longer, just chasing your base rookies that are not quite as desirable as they might have been in the 80s, 90s, et cetera, when you know autos and jerseys didn't exist. So I, I do like that. Um, I'm curious to see how they look. Are they on card? Are they sticker? Again, are they in retail or not? I think Lou's point is very fair there. Um you know, I actually like the, I've talked about this before while I own a hobby shop. I like the idea of having big chases in retail. I think the ability to pull both in both adds desire and demand to both. It doesn't just crush retail. There's a lot of retail product out. These companies are making it. You've probably seen it on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere on social now, but the Target and Walmart are not empty, right? This is not COVID 2021. They are full. And how you add demand to those is to produce things of value in those boxes, not just your common overproduced color and parallels and zebras and goldfish and all these different things that don't have any real tangible value. You've got to put demand in there and uh, debut 101 patch auto of Anthony Volpe and a blaster box adds real demand to a product. Um, so I, I, I do like that from top. So um, while I like that, I am completely the opposite on first off the print uh Jacob deGrom or Jose Abreu jersey. That does nothing. It, it is no different than... Those are also the two worst possible examples. <laughs> but, but, but to me, it I, one, I give Tops credit for trying new things, right? I'm all for innovation. They have clearly shown in a short period of time, they're all for innovation. They're all for doing different things. The buyback program was one of the highlights of our year last year. They had the tops trading day. We ran the biggest trade night we've ever run in partnership on that. ML day debut debut patches going yeah. in a product like that. Obviously tons and tons and tons of early success and really cool things. This is not one of them. This is this has this adds nothing. There's this is it's just nothing. It's just saying, hey, we just picked a jersey off the line. We're just telling you it was the first one. It To me, yeah, it, this, immediately is, this I'm like, oh, is there going to be a QR code with a video on the card? Because no, like, that shows like that shows the video of the jersey wow. getting made. Well, I just mean like it. Otherwise, they're just saying it. But that I think that's also part of it, too. And like whatever, like the, this you're Ryan's right. Like this is all part of the process of like learning and doing new things like not everything's going to be a hit there's going to be flaws as part of the process 
But like the way it was presented was like very ridiculous where it was like, here's this new thing we're doing. And it's the exact same thing they were doing before, mm -hmm. except it has an MLB authentication sticker on it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. This is a throw a bunch of darts to the wall, see which ones stick. To me, mm -hmm. this isn't it. This was sold as a cooler thing than I think it actually is. Um, and I'm more than happy to toss yeah. it under the rug and move on to the next thing. Is it because we did mention this, and and as someone that really has disdain towards like event worn or like non game worn, sure, this is even worse. But was it an attempt to change that a little bit? Was no, it was an attempt to try to add value to saying, hey, this is the first one ever made of Jose Abreu and Astros jersey. No one ever got one first. They got number two through a million. The first one was put in a top trading card. You you could say that this is better because they were using jerseys before that weren't even of the same players. So you could say that's an improvement. Yeah, and I mean, again, there's there's been it, are they replacing it? I guess what I'm trying to say. No, 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 it's not finger play. Sorry. First I think it's in a specific a set. set. It's a set. Yeah, it's a set. So it's Got its it. own thing. It's not like on every jersey going forward. I mean, there's yeah. like you said, Ted, there's nothing that is going to compare to a game used jersey. Like yeah. whether you got it at Kmart, Dick's Sporting Goods, Mitchell and Ness, or first off the printer, it, it doesn't make any real difference on this. Yeah. Uh, again, like as long as it's not like, you know, there's been other examples in the market of like, like a youth size jersey from like Kmart was like an absolute tag patch or a patch in another card. Like it, as long as it's not that, I guess it's better than the, you know, the alternative, but it's it, until it's a game used Jersey. Like if an employee at the printer picked it up and put it in the card and cut it up, like uh, if it's not Jose Abreu touching it, it doesn't really matter where yeah. it was at. I agree with that. So I got some mail on a show. We're wrapped up with that topic. Okay. Perfect random but this is like what happens in the office on a day-to-day -day basis uh is that the pokemon just, board just as i was walking over here there's like commotion i'm like what's going on and they were wow. ripping a kid ordered the the sealed board that's pretty sick of ebay and how much was order. it do you know he said it was about 500 for the sealed. oh i gotta get me one so then he popped it open and this is the Snorlax. So I just want to show it to people so they can see it a little visually. Still in, it, in shrink wrap out of – it comes in like a, a larger holder that you can't see through. This is still in shrink wrap. Um, it's the Santa Cruz Pokemon collab. The, the Charizard is gold. And then there's a Pikachu, I believe. Dude, I need uh, – where can I can – can you buy them? Uh, you can buy them. On eBay, I believe. What is They're it? Around. Santa, Santa Cruz Pokemon. So this thing is pretty sweet as wall art. There's some really good like metallic. That's actually kind of cool. Definitely some good quality. There's yeah. a serial number. $475. For sealed? Yeah. So And then ride. That one sells as is the Snorlax for like $225, $250. Oh, so you lose about half. Yeah. But I would if I had a guess, and I don't know, Court might know. What are like the lower ones and the higher ones? What if I you just buy it and just keep it sealed for like 10 That's years? the play. That's the real play. Dude, there's a Charizard gold one up. Holy cow. Yeah, how but much does the Charizard sell for? 5150. 5150 reserves not met. Buy it now at 135. Yeah. That's crazy, obviously. Who's paying 13 yeah. Charizard? Skateboard, but 
Pokemon. Dude, those are super sick, actually. I'm not a skateboarder, but that's actually pretty sick. So I was like, I'm taking this. And yeah, it says on, it says on there. There's five special golds. Yeah, I mean, right. Did you see the video of the grandma no. opening one? No. No. Oh, that's a great video. We have to find, we have to show you that video. It's unreal. Gold skateboarder PSA nine first edition Zard Zard the actual card for sure card OG card. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, pass. Unless you're a skater, I guess you can tell yourself. Ty, Ty, real quick, I got yep. a little proposition for you. You're confident. You think you're going to win? I think I'm going to win. Loser, oh. Oh, you you can you can send me yours now. I'll send you mine. Oh. Loser of the game wears the other team's jersey to recording on Tuesday. That's a no brainer. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm mail in. me, mail me your, text me your address, m- mail me your Penn State jersey, and I'll mail you Ohio State jersey tomorrow. You have to send out the jersey though, because if it doesn't happen by Tuesday, it's not gonna. It's not. Gonna, yeah, you I, have I, to. I, you I, have I, to get it out. Get it. <laughs> um, I kind of want one of those fresh ass black ones though. Well, you you already pretty fresh. Ohio has some fresh jerseys at times. I, I mean, they're not as fresh as ours, but I'm, I'm not walking around being like the Rangers have some nice jerseys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, uh, but Ty, he also loves. I'm a fan of the game. I'm a I fan of the whole thing. In your heart. Like, yeah, Stephon know, Diggs. Like, Stephon Diggs, his favorite player. We have to wrap up this episode because this is going to be like this is how this game is going to go. I'm not going to be in a good mental. Position. <laughs> Rangers are. I mean, they're already going to the bullpen. The Strohs are going to the bullpen. Thirty seconds in. What happened? I can't trip them. That's not nice. Two pitches. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are a race, so nothing you say matters at all. But it's two pitches, and they have two men on. Dusty is. Dude, wow. Ty, you better be careful because if the range if the if the Rangers lose this series and Penn State Plum loses, Penn State overrated <laughs> ass team played nobody the whole season. The coach is talking about playing cupcakes. I've been trying to be nice. Oh God, oh, that, it could be bad. Did I say anything? Run that team back. Come on, they're going to the bullpen three pitches in. I mean, what this guy Valdez? Um, okay. Upper Deck made a nice announcement that I got really excited about. Which one? Bringing back their golf product. I didn't see that announcement. That's the word on the street. 2024 Upper Deck Golf will bring a standalone flagship release back to the green for the first time in two decades. The last time they released uh, a standalone Upper Deck Golf product was in 04, to my understanding. No, they just had SP Game Use. They just had a few. Of upper deck golf specifically, yes. Bobby. Yes. I have a, I literally have a case, fifty feet from me. Of, uh, it's it's an eight box, eight box or twelve box case of SP Authentic Golf. Bobby's like trying to get into an argument over here. With I you. actually just got it not too long ago. We should bring Bobby in, and I would love for the. No, it's too late now. Come on, let's go. Bobby, let's go. Explain yourself. So you're saying that there's a flagship upper deck golf product that didn't exist before. Ryan is saying they've had golf products. Um, yeah, so oh blue just okay, not good. Uh yeah, so what we were talking about was just upper deck announced that they're bringing back their upper deck golf product, just upper deck golf. And in this product, they're including young guns, which they do in hockey, and that's kind of the gold standard for rookie hockey cards, and they're gonna be bringing that in this set. 
I like it. Yep. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, so like upper deck golf might be a base set, no different than like upper deck series one or series two hockey. Um, that's different. Like it was the question was stated as like upper deck is bringing back golf product, which hasn't existed since 04. It has existed. If this upper deck specific product, upper deck golf, that yes, has not that's been around in apparently it's 2004. Correct. Interesting. Speaking of interesting, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. They're dating, but Leaf released a dual cut signature numbered to 10. I think it's called like the Book of Love or something, but a dual book cut auto numbered to 10 for a $1,500 price tag. My understanding is, is it has sold out. Is too, is this too much? Is this a money grab? Or do we like this? Do we love this? Hate this? How are we feeling after a $1,500 book of love? Is it maybe the most oversaturated celebrity relationship in recent history? It seems like it could be. People love it, though. I don't think they do, though. I think it's being forced down our throats and no one actually likes it that much. Listen. Like, who's I, I, about it other than Swifties? That's, the, well, that's it. People were at that movie like Swifties. Dancing. Like, but couples, I was like Swifties. But then they bring their dude into the mix. Because you got your girl says you want to go to see Swifties. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't go to that ride? No. Well, you're married. So this is what I'm saying. There is 11 dudes that would buy that are deep in the hobby that have expendable income that would buy that card and give it to their Swifty girl to allow them to keep buying more sports cards. I for sure debated buying one, not to give to Regina, but to resell, for sure. This is a good man. Maybe the worst this or that in the history of <laughs> I was waiting on it. I was waiting on it. Okay, so JS in chat, would you rather have a Taylor Swift? It's not Jay's fault. It's just the most ridiculous. Travis Kelsey cut auto or an Anna Lee Waters net pro out of 50. <laughs> Lou? It's, listen, it's a moment in time. To me, collecting is about memories. Collectibles is about storytelling. Collectibles is about signifying moments in time. I actually don't hate the play. I think there's far worse products that have been sold for 1500 bucks. For sure. Can you mean one good. thing that's worse? Annalie Waters net pro to 50. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. You asked for one. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Even though I'm a fan of Annalie Waters and she is dominant, but I would definitely be buying that dual that? cut instead. Would you rather own? Here's a question for you. Actually, you're. I think I know the answer. Would you rather have Annalie Waters or who was the Lexi missed the cut this weekend? The golfer, Lexi yeah. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. She put up a nice little performance. Would you rather have an out of twenty Annalie Waters or an out of twenty Lexi? Ooh. Um, I would probably, they're the same exact price, assuming they're both five hundred dollars. I probably have a out of twenty annually waters. Respect, I think yeah. so. So, do you guys know about how that works in golf? These sponsor um, exemptions that happen. No. So this weekend, it's kind of late season in in the golf uh, tour. A lot of the big guys are shut it down in the off season, especially at the Ryder. But there are still sanctioned tournaments. But pretty much every tournament gets. Uh, what are called sponsors exemptions. This is the worst day of my life. 
I gotta say, I do. I would. I would be throwing things. You already threw things. Um, but essentially, the sponsors are, get a couple slots that they can invite people in to fill. Uh huh. And it's they, how they get people in there. We're interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. And the tourney is this newest fest, and so they invited Lexi Thompson, who's a legendary female uh, golf professional. She almost was the first person to uh, female to make a cut in a men's tournament in many, 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 many years. Played well, missed the cut by two. But that was a good moment and brought a lot of awareness to the tournament. It was cool. I can't believe she missed the cut. That's like so annoying. I know. Kind of ruins all that. It was right there. She missed about two strokes, right? Yep. Yeah, for real. Right? Play the big time. We're going to lose Lou at some point here. But we'll, um, we'll long gone. Okay. Oh. Well, Jay said this is uh, a great one. So this is from Hobby uh, Hobby Moron. He says, play of the century. Bought a $5 retail pack of 2012 Tops football. Pulled a 1984 Russell Wilson on-card rookie auto out of 100. I had it graded with SGC. 9, oh. 5, 10, and I sold it at a local show for $750. I don't know if it counts as a play or not, but regardless, a cool pull and a cool story. Cheers, gents. Listen, man, if you got somebody paying $750 for Russell Wilson, that itself is the play. I mean, it's not a, it's, I mean, it's not, it's almost not even fair. That guy, <clears throat> man, wow. I'll let you guys talk about it. We've been indifferent on the play grade, pull grade sell. As a play. Yeah. So that falls into this category. And for sure. We, this did get hyped up as there's a lot more interesting plays. So I'm excited to see what comes. I do love on card autos, and that's a nice pull. And it's a nice move of picking up a 2012 $5 retail pack just to get a little ritzky dipsky and then grade it and sell it. I like the SGC grade for some reason. But to be super honest, my favorite thing about this whole thing is. Hobby Moron is a nice, clean handle. My man's got a nice logo with the HM up there to the top right. And then just to claim upstate New York in general, upstate New York is definitely getting hot, especially this time of year, fall season. Well, but like, there's this whole culty around like upstate. Yeah, but it's not getting hot. No, the area is hot. No, the area is cold. The area is cold, but it's hot. Like the market's hot. Like it's the real estate. Right here, I don't care. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, This is from Carp Jake. Uh, Play the week submission. Long time listener, first time submitter. I purchased a Christian McCaffrey 2020 Panini Honors 2017 encased rookie auto on card SP 102 for 154 from Ryan and CC2. Wow. On March 12th, 2022, CMC is my favorite player, and this is easily one of my favorite cards with the run CMC inscription below the auto. Purchase was a no brainer. This August, I listed on eBay for $9.99, thinking nobody would want it for that price because running backs don't get a ton of hobby love. But that was the price where I was comfortable letting it go. CMC blew up to start the season, and I immediately started to field offers on the card. On October 14th, 2023, someone offered $8.50. I countered with $9.79, to which the buyer accepted. After shipping and fees, I netted... Uh, after shipping and fees and the initial price of the card, I netted six sixty. I've looked on every episode of the pod, including the Big Ten banter and the Jets Patriots rivalry. I said I loved. Sorry, uh, keep up the great work, guys. Lastly, shout out to Ryan for the deal on the team at CC two. Keep holding down Central Ohio. Oh, let's go, Io baby. Io, um, I like the play. 
I like Jay Carpenter. <laughs> Lou, 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 real, real quick. We just can't let that go. We just can't let that go. It's it's not our rivalry week, but if it's Penn State, it's rivalry week. And Ty just hit out a little I.O. Like, Jay, I need yeah, that clip. Black jersey, I.O. Jay, like- Jay, clip, please, Court, say on Jay for this. I need this clipped. He'll forget tomorrow because he says he's an Ohio State fan. And, you know, he's been one for, for decades, but he's picking Penn State and talking all this nonsense. He's dude's delusional but court i know you'll help me get you know jay stay on top of this my man just dropped an io in the middle of play of the week like for no reason like he just voluntarily offered it <laughs> i'm excited to hear the ohio state band pregame all right they play a couple good songs like don't worry we'll get you some before we get off here don't worry i'll get i'll get you fired up no, i'll get you fired up we'll get the ohio chant going for you i like the pop circumstance all right it's a nice play. I like Jake Carpenter in the mix using threads. And I, I, what I like about this, which is actually what people can learn a lot about this hobby in that he listed in August at a price and it didn't even get picked up until October. So like five or six weeks, there's no action. And then CMC just really breaks out. And then all of a sudden action. And now he's gone for a few weeks. So and now he's gone. You're right. And so you got to strike with him top. for a few weeks. Yeah, they're saying he, he's hurt. I don't know how hurt though, but obliques tend to linger. The number was like something like he scored in 15 straight games. That's absurd. Yeah, he that's scored absurd. 15 straight. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, he's, he's the best running back in the league. People just forget he gets hurt. But I was having a conversation with someone about this the other day. Think about this. We would say Derrick had agreed. We would say Derrick Henry's on the way out. Way out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Way on the way out. Yeah. Taji, I think Taji Spears, Taji Spears had 50% or 48% of the, the run share on Sunday. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to work them in. They were also in London. Right. Zeke and Zeke and Derrick Henry, the two highlights from the 2016 class, on their way out. Christian McCaffrey's 2017. Yeah. They're not that, they're not that far. They're not that far from each other. Something yeah. to keep in mind. They don't last yeah. forever. Father time is undefeated. That it is. Now, those two guys are a little bit more of a bruiser style back. For he sure. Does get a ton of touches. Najee's the one to compare it to. Najee's, nope. No um, you know, but I, I think from a hits perspective, like we all know Derrick Henry for running people over. We know CMC for running away from people. And that, that I think does have a little bit of a different effect. Um, but I will say, it seems like Ezekiel Elliott's having a little bit of a, like, just uh, is proving to be a good signing for the Patriots. Listen, there's nothing good He's about got the, the number one overall pick. Thanks. <laughs> that team is terrible. It's, uh, I mean, I've watched Patriots. I mean, I was probably, what, seven, eight years old. We were talking 20 plus years. This is the single worst Patriots team I've ever seen in my entire life. They're terrible. It's embarrassing. The Red Sox outscored the Patriots, I think I saw, in like the month of October. And the Red Sox played one game. They're terrible. They're not good. Mac Jones stinks. Play somebody else. Figure it out. Like trade everybody away. Acquire draft picks, and it's time to restart. Did you see what Tyrod Taylor did before the half last night? Yeah, that was awful. You fire your coach. Did you see what Tyrod Taylor did? Hang on, this is important. Yes, I agree. Brian, I didn't hear what you said. Will you fire your coach? 
No, you don't fire Belichick. You let him you let him leave on his don't own. Don't fire Belichick, even though he's no. descended you into this pit of darkness. If he wants to be a part of the rebuild, sure. But I don't know if Belichick wants to be a part of the rebuild. The rebuild takes what, three, five? I mean, you guys have been rebuilding for decades. That was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. <laughs> three and three. Right, we're three and three. We're five hundred and three. Okay? Uh, oh and one of the Patriots. So Yo, what are you gonna do when Roger comes back this year? Dude, oh, I mean, I told you going into this year, like I love Garrett Wilson. I'm, I have some of Garrett Wilson's coolest cards. I love Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, he's my favorite player in such a long time. I know when he went to the Jets. He is a dog, number one, dog, beast, and a leader, and like just guiding us into this next generation. And I love him so much. Speaking of dog, shout out to Jay Carpenter for the play. Just shows you can make money anywhere, anytime, anyplace. Sometimes they take a little while, but a little 660 on the team at CC2. Shout out to Jake. Shout out. All right, here we go. New York City Sports Card says, oh oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, Hey, guys, back with another submission as this one was too good not to share. Back on August 16th, I checked out the storage unit over on the west side of New York on the 10th Avenue. This unit is specifically for cards collectibles, toys, etc. The place was fun to walk through and almost all of it was junk. I managed to pick up about seven cards for 50 bucks. The biggest wild card being this 1962 Topps Babe Ruth card signed by his wife, Miss Claire Babe Ruth. After speaking to the owner of the unit, doing some research and speaking to some friends who knew vintage autographs well, I had reason to believe the autograph was real, but I knew I had to authenticate it either way. After weeks of Debating on how I'd send in the card, card grade, auto grade, service, etc. I mailed the card to PSA on a regular submission with dual you authentic it? grade, dual authentic grade on September 14th. Fortunately, the autograph was legit and I received the card slabbed up and authenticated back to me on October 4th. Listed the card on Facebook the same day I got it and accepted an offer for $1,100. I sold the other cards from the unit, so I was into the Mrs. Babe for five plus 118 to grade. All in all, $123. After fees, shipping, I netted $1,039 on PayPal, profiting $916 start to finish. Fun story to tell, and glad I got to own such a unique piece, even for a little bit. Picture of the card, the original card, authenticated. Accepting the offer on Facebook and the original storage unit video. Guys, just real quick, I have to show you what this storage unit looks like, because it happens to be in Hudson Yards, and it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I'm so confused. Wait, so you're going to show it to us, Jay, or no? Wait, 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 I'm pretty sure we have a storage unit over here. Or, oh, this is a, like a shop storage unit? Can you do that? Are we blowing up someone's spot right now? This guy, this guy just is a storage unit in Hudson Yard somewhere. It looks like our office. Filled with just cards, like ungraded, crazy old vintage cards. Does this person work for VaynerMedia? I'm so confused. I don't know. We got to figure out who this person is and get a tour of this storage unit. Oh, I know where this place is. Yeah, I mean, Jay, if. We actually probably should get it to work because that sounds like a good content capture opportunity. Seems yeah. something we should be doing. But um, yeah, <laughs> seems like what we should be doing. That's a sick piece to Can own. Have a storage unit and just make it into like a store. I mean, there's no laws anymore. <laughs> there's no laws anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's an all-time quote. Whatever you want now. Hey, do whatever you want. You're not wrong, but geez. we're like. Living the storage unit. All right, that was a nice play. That was that a nice play. That was and that's an actual, legitimately, really cool piece to own. Like if you're a Yankees fan or a yeah, player, yeah, having a card signed by his wife is pretty sweet. Mailing that is madness. 
Claire, Miss Babe, Ruth is all yeah, that is madness. And I'm surprised they didn't at least like inquire at all. They were just like five. Send it back. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's wild. What's next, Jay? Oh, oh, this is on. great. You know what? Oh, my guy. Now Phoenix is talking trash about the Big Ten. All right, this is from Great Sports Cards. Yeah, uh, what's up, guys? Submitting a request for Play of the Week, and it comes from our favorite card show, The National. I bought this Michael Penix Bowman Chrome Super 101 from The National Packs that Lou loves so much. I ended up getting this card <laughs> at The National for 350 cash and 300 trade. I sent it to PSA, and like you guys say, we popped a Jimmy. As an Ohio State fan, I watched Penix light up our secondary for a couple years. I knew the kid was special, special, but to my surprise, he became a huge name in the college football world and the Heisman frontrunner. I had it listed for 10,000 oboe for a couple weeks, lowered it to 7,500 orbo, and sent out an offer of 5,000 on the day of the Oregon game. I accepted an offer of 3,500 on eBay and got af and after fees will net a return of 2,300. Just goes to show you some risky buys pays off. Thanks for your consideration. Wish I had a pineapple bubble mailer to ship to the guy who bought it on eBay. Right, Lou? Yeah, so Logan's the guy who I sold my Elijah Moore 101 to. And I sent it to him in my pineapple mailers, my patented pineapple mailers. Kind of like the best thing I ever did, but that's a good job by Logan. It is very unfortunate. And I know he's gonna watch this. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna give Logan some criticism here. I didn't get any sort of uh, you know, uh assist on this play. So Logan and I were actually in Nashville this weekend at a show together. Um Logan is local to Columbus. Lou's been you guys are aware of this. Obviously, Lou sold the, pen and, uh, the Elijah Moore to him. Um, but Logan had the card in a showcase. And to me, I told him this is a sell. Penix is hot. Um, he's, he's very good. Um, this is a lot. Of Heisman. What? He's going to win the Heisman. That's awesome. Like, he might. They don't give it after week seven. Like, he could. Like, they could go undefeated or they could lose. We'll let Allard like, into the combo after this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> So we talked about this, and I was like, hey, you've got it up for 10. Hadn't got any offers close enough. Why don't you lower it? Send out an offer before the game. There'll be some demand around the game. Send out an offer. Get somebody's interest. And then if you get an offer higher than an offer you'd received so far, take it, right? You had gotten off other offers near that price before. And I was like, hey, lower it. Send out an offer. Take it. Exactly what happened, and it worked to perfection, just like he had hoped it did. Um, so I'm a little disappointed. I didn't get no love in this, but, you know, shout yeah, out to that's crazy. But yeah, either way, great play. Um, Penix is the real deal. Like they're, you know, he beat Penn State when he was at Indiana on the biggest BS call that ever I've seen occur, where he was short and somehow they gave inconclusive evidence on the touchdown and gave him the study, and then they won in OT. It was in OT, yeah. That was for the two version. Yeah. Was that one of your fifteen game streaks where you guys yeah. scoring a lot of points? No. This was, <laughs> this was seven years ago when he was still playing college football. You know, something like this. Yeah, Penn State's never had an old quarterback. That's never happened. Uh, no. We, we we created the old quarterback. <laughs> right? We are the old quarterback. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop what? Your quarterbacks leave and then go be old yeah. elsewhere, bro. JT Barrett, the winningest quarterback in Big Ten history. Stop. Bobby was Bobby laughed at that. Like Penn State's been accomplishing anything in the time since JT Barrett's been in college football. No, no, it's just the way he said it. Really. What well, year was JT Barrett there? Like 2015. 
Uh, no, it was before that. I mean, he took over in 2014. It, that was his first year. That was the year they won the national title when Braxton got right. hurt. So we won the Big Ten chip when he was the quarterback? Mm-hmm. Did you go to the playoff? Yeah. What, should we have? No, that's not what I asked. I said, did, did you? you go to the playoff? Should we have? Did, did you? you? Did you? Ass. What actually Wax happened? You. Did you? Wax your ass that year. Oh, wait. I want the black jerseys. I know. <laughs> All right, next. All right, the Church of Cards. Dan says, how's it going, guys? Here's my submission for Play of the Week. I attended this year's national for the first time from the UK. I had an unfulfilled redemption, so I was able to get a black box. It was for a Mason Mount. I'm a Chelsea fan. Tyler knows. Having seen this for the first time, I started buying some redemptions of popular players that had fulfilled, hadn't fulfilled yet with the with the view of attending next year and getting a black box or getting the actual card. I was able to get a hold of an immaculate redemption for a popular Juventus player, Federico Chaisea? No yes. idea. Okay, him. Uh, who, had ne- who had never had autos before and I knew would be sought after once they started appearing. Fortunately, I was able to pick one up for around 20 pounds. A couple weeks later, lo and behold, Panini started sending them out and I got my tracking. I see that there's no live listings in Europe for any autos of his, just redemptions. After a couple days, I waited for shipping this was still the case, and I was able to be the first one on the market. Within a couple hours, someone hit the buy now for a full price of 175 pounds. After fees and shipping, was able to make around 155 pounds, which isn't bad at all. Thanks for listening. Dan's one of my favorite people in the hobby. I did hang chat footy for hours, amongst other things. It was great to see him at National for the first time this year. Um, part of the UK cohort of Car Talk listeners. And these plays are similar to the uh, um, storage unit play. Like, there's just so many different ways to make plays. And this is he did. This is like a very okay. I see something that makes clear sense to me. I'm going to execute on it, and I'm going to turn twenty pounds, twenty quid into one hundred fifty-five. Why did they say quid? I think it's an older term, maybe, but. Pounds. I think quid is like this. Because there's quid, there's pounds, pounds, and then there's euros. Well, euro is the euro. UK is no longer part of the euro since Brexit. So they don't use, so they don't use euros there. Correct. But they use dollars sometimes. They use the pound, but maybe sometimes they'll accept the dollar just because it's. God, like but they won't accept euros. I think uh, I, I could be wrong in the comments if you're from the UK, but I think if you have- quid is more of like a, the. Like say pounds, like dollars and cents, maybe so like mm. pounds and quids, maybe. I thought quid was like I think cents. I'm probably wrong, but it's something that someone clowned me and uh, Rips because we kept saying quid when we were over there. And they're like, "You guys are clearly American." Yeah, well, Rips. FYI, Ty, there is another London card show over there in May, and you know, might have to make a card talk London trip. You don't gotta tell me twice. So we should start planning that now. Well, bangers and mash, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Well, that's a nice play. All right, was that all of them? Yeah. That is a good play of the week. Wow. Wow. I think it's the um, Hudson Yards. I think thing. so too. Miss Babe Ruth. I yeah, can get behind it, that. It's got to be Miss Babe Ruth. Yeah. It, on the card alone, it should be it. Yeah. But then also it's the Hudson Yards. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Did a little research into making sure it was authentic. I figured Ty would go with the Ohio pick this week. No, didn't do that. 
You know that was weird, right? What? The IO. I've done it on this show. Not this week, though. I wore a damn Ohio sweater to the And then you recording. ripped it off. I know. I hate Ohio State. But then you did the IO. Just so they can clip it when we win. Okay. Yeah, you're a content guy through and through. I think we're going to win. I really think we're going to win. I don't think so. But maybe. We're at least going to have a 10-point lead at some point. I, I would prefer if you won, but I don't think you're going to. I will be betting on Penn State this weekend. Nathan Sports Cards asked, what is Ryan and Tyler's wager for Penn State versus Ohio State this weekend? He said, OH, Ty. He? he said, OH. You know it's wrong. Credit to you for learning. <laughs> All right, we got the wager. The loser will wear the jersey on the show. And listen, you're not, listen. You're classic, you're just going to leave it Get at that. Get two here. Right? Get out of this inning real fast. You're not going to give me the four and a half because like, it's a road game or anything like that. You just want to do it straight up. You said you're going to win. What, what does it matter? Keep going. I mean, now you're trying to get points. You just, said you, you just literally said you're going to win. We are. Um, this is a good question. Uh, Johnson EV Cards. How do you think differently about buying a player's cards made? How do you think differently about cards made during a player's career versus after it? I don't, I've never purchased a card of a player after they retired. I think the only reason I would want it is for it if it was like an on card auto. Something rare. It has to be something rare. rare. More rare than not rare, for sure. Yeah, I'm out on it. Yeah, I'm like not that interested. Yeah. Like... Uh, here, I got a great example. Here, I'll show you. Yeah. Especially sometimes there's guys. I'm like, I get it. You got to make your money. I'm all for it. Especially to make it during your career if you're one of the older guys. I like stuff like there's this. There's some guys who have way too many autos, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is that Chris Johnson, one of the most electric running backs of all time? That's pretty yep. sweet. He was really good on the Jets. Yeah, so game cool. used one of one flawless NFL shield of Chris Johnson. Um, a guy I was really big on early on coming out of ECU, Mr. 424. Uh, dude is electric, yeah, electric. So, something like that I enjoy because although Chris Johnson is, isn't like isn't playing anymore, uh, for me, it's just it's it's tied to like the memory and understanding. Like, I posted a Tim Tebow auto yesterday, it's what that card was at some point, what that player was at some point. Um, you know, a lot of the guys have moments, and I think that's uh, uh, a a fun opportunity to be able to pick something up of a guy that I admired when my collecting budget was much, 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 much less, um, and I was buying rookies in you know base or cheap autos. Um, so to me, it's a it's a fun acquisition and really completes the circle of you know that particular collecting journey. He had two thousand yards rushing in one season. Yeah. CJ two CJ two K. Yeah, he was different. He was four two so four. Madden. So Do you know who? Well, I got a good one for you. I got a good one for you. Here's a trivia question of the day. Okay. Whose job did Chris Johnson take in 2008 as a rookie? I know the answer to this question. If you know it, don't answer it. If let Todd give Todd a chance. No, I have to remember it. Hang on. Give Todd a chance. Don't look it up, Lou or Court, Bobby, and Jay. Don't look it up. Do not cheat. 
Jay says he knows it. He probably looked it up. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to ask who his QB was. 2008 QB. Yeah, been, could have been, no, been Jake Locker. No, Jake Locker's, Jake Locker's 2011. I'm not even close. Hassel, I mean, was it an SEC running back? No, it was not. Good guess. Okay, then I don't know the answer. Is it Ricky Williams? No, it was not. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Lendell White. Damn it. Because they were both yeah. huge. Or no, like, it was like, yeah. Lendell was like yeah, huge. Was and lightning, fire and ice. Fire and, I, yeah. fire and ice, lightning, and whatever. Like thunder and lightning. Yeah. Lendell White was had a nice little moment. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He was Reggie Bush's he was, spell. Yeah, he was the second running back yeah. in, in yeah, the Yeah, one of the best team. college football teams ever. Yeah. Can I get out of this? You know who also had a nice little two punch, some, somewhat similar timing? The Giants? Oklahoma with the, they went AP and then McFadden, right? No, you're the good tie. You're right. You're on the right track. The Arkansas running back. Ha, yeah. The, the Arkansas backfield at one point. This is, this is awesome because people forget who the fullback was on that team. But that's what my Arkansas. They had Darren Sorry, McFadden, Felix Jones, and Peyton Hillis on yeah, one. Arkansas sick. But who? Peyton Hillis was the fullback. You're thinking but about Adrian AP's Peterson and um, number two because when he broke his collarbone on that was it Thomas Jones? Back, no, he had a sick homie come in for him. So it would have been the 08, uh, 08, 09 Alabama running back or uh, Oklahoma running back. I thought they were someone sick because didn't he break his collarbone diving yes. into the end zone yes. over a dude? Yes, and then they brought in someone and he was nasty. We'll I don't remember that. One of my favorite things to do is just name people and then see where it takes you. Yeah. Like Latavius Murray is still kind of. Yeah. So I, I ripped the a Wikipedia box. thing where you do like you just start clicking on Wikipedia. No. I ripped a box of 2007 press pass and I'm like guessing the autos, guessing the players. I'm like, I still got it. I could do it right now. Could do it right now. I would smoke cats on it. Like the college I'm thing, so I would I would smoke cats in it. I'm like, so like. Bad. Steph. Brian Brian Brom, Lima Sweet. Like the Immaculate Grid? That's like so much fun. I love the Immaculate Grid. Hey, when uh, can we get that? Like, get that, set that up for the NFL or for football. Let's well, do some, do like, I can we do college football ones? Can we do it live? Can we do it live on Car Talk? Well, the college football will be hard because it's not going to be a lot of crossover. But yeah, but it, it could be like award winners. Maybe, yeah. I'm so I mean, it's a short choice, is what you were thinking about. The short choice? choice? From the Cowboys. Marco Murray. Thank you, Bobby. DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray. That's good. That's good, Ty. DeMarco Murray to Short Jones. Short Jones was nice too, by the way. He was a cowboy, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, they had Felix Jones to Short Choice, DeMarco Murray. Remember, like Felix Felix Jones had had some moments from 08. Felix Jones was good. He was Tony Pollard before Tony Pollard. He was Tony Pollard before Tony Pollard. All right. We'll get some more questions next week. Obviously, this was a big episode for Ty, you know. Doing the little IO during the episode, crazy. Uh, latest launch, so we got a lot of stuff coming out this week for uh, uh, for some product. We got Gilded Collection baseball. That's a high end baseball product. I think it's like over six hundred fifty bucks. What is you it? You got tops, tops Gilded baseball. Hmm. You got tops Chrome McDonald's All American. Bronny James Autos will hit the market later this week, hopefully. Uh, tops Pro Debut Baseball Hobby and Jumbo. Upper Deck Marvel Anime Volume 2, Upper Deck Series 1, 23-24 Hockey. Again, that does not have uh, Connor Bedard. Uh, at least it shouldn't have his young guns. Padini Donruss FIFA Women's World Cup 
Soccer Hobby Blaster, Noir Basketball, Charizard Pokemon EX Premium Collection, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Age of Overlord Booster. So tons and tons of product this week as well. And then to wrap it up, we have a YouTube comment giveaway um, from our friends at Upper Deck, and it is some Marvel cards. So we've got the uh, Marvel Studios What If pack. Great Disney show. If you and then we've it. got the Marvel Studios Loki. Loki. Loki is back soon. If and it's not back already. There's some Loki autos in here, and I think it plays nice because what we're going to do is one winner gets both of these. And what we're going to ask for in the comments is to please give your favorite starter backup from any sport, just like we did with those running backs, right? Okay. So a starter – Lamont Jordan is ineligible because I would automatically pick him. Okay. You need to have someone who's automatically ineligible, and so does he. Um, because people are going to play to our favorites. Mine, mine will be Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders. That's a great one too. That's so. That's what we're looking for. Is in the comments, give your favorite starter backup combo, and then like what we're getting at is the backup then kind of like emerged and did its thing elsewhere, but at one time was kind of like the low key backup. I like that. That's a fun game. Some people would say low key was a backup. Low key, the backup. Cool. Um, and we'll get this shipped out to you after you submit this week. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. Um, a not intended to end this way, uh, but certainly a more somber way to end card talk. Um, someone that has listened to card talk before is an active member of the card community. Um, someone we've talked about on this episode on card talk before, um, you know, this hobby is something we really all enjoy and we obviously love getting on here talking Ohio state, Penn state. Um, but Jack Sawyer, not the Ohio state defensive lineman, Jack Sawyer, um, I posted this on Instagram, and I think it's worth worth noting. Um, he is a younger collector, I believe about 17 years old. He's in high school um, in Mentor, Ohio, and he's been battling. I don't want to mess up the cancer, but he's been battling a cancer for a little while now. I want to say it's Ewing sarcoma, um, but they had a meeting with oncology and radiology, and they have learned that the cancer is much more widespread uh, than they had initially um, anticipated. Uh, he had beat it once, was in remission, um, and they have decided um, to stop treatment. Um, and unfortunately, he does not have a lot a lot of time left. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to, to, to Jack. Obviously, that's something that is super, super difficult. Um, you know, not really a lot to even say. Um, you want to talk about strength? I don't think, you know, we joke about Ohio State. We joke about a lot of things on here, but um, obviously something super, super, um, you know, there's, there's things just way more important than cards. Um, and as, you know, somebody that I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting Jack multiple times. I met him in Chicago at the National. He's come to my shop with his family before. Um, good kid, good family, um, just really, really good, genuine people. Um, so his parents have asked, I just want to mention this out there. Um, you know, he has mentioned to his parents, you know, one of the last things he's, he's asked for is some wax to rip. So, um, you know, I, I figured, you know, the car talk group can, uh, you know, send him some boxes for sure. But, uh, if anybody else would, you know, like to be involved in that, um, again, just, um, not just hard, hard parts of life for sure. And, um, you know, tough, 
So it's, it's again, you know, not really an easy thing to transition out of, uh, obviously, you know, prayers to Jack and his family. They're, they're, they're really, really good people. Um, he's on IG as well. And, um, you know, had the pleasure of getting to know him. So I just wanted to, you know, give some, uh, give some last thoughts to, you know, Jack and his family. A little extra love and prayers, hopefully from everyone that hears this or listens, this goes to Jack and the family. Um, and Rye, if you shared anything on your IG where people can see where they can send some wax as well, or we'll put that info maybe in the, uh, in the description. Um, but yeah, send a lot of love to everyone in the hobby. Remember just, be good for each other. Look out for each other. We're all kind of in it together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hundred percent. So love you guys. Good hanging with the gang today. Shout out to everybody. Drop your comments. Thank drop you. your dro- drop your predictions. Ohio State, Penn State. Who's wearing the jersey on Saturday? I got to go to Barnes well, and Noble. Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. I got to go to Barnes and Noble and get me a black jersey to send to Tyler. I know that's what he's looking for, but stay tuned. We'll see you guys next week. Should be fun. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace, guys. See you again.